Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Fresh Take from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today we are talking to Kat and Nat. They have been friends since they were teenagers, but grew closer when they became moms and started confiding in each other about the more taboo topics of parenting. And it wasn't long after that when they decided to bring the conversation online and became the hilarious woman that everybody knows as Kat and Nat. Kat and Nat host the Mom Truths podcast. Their videos have millions of views on YouTube and Facebook book and TikTok and everywhere else. And they have a brand new book, Cat and Nat's Mom Secrets Coffee-Fueled Confessions from the Mom Trenches. Welcome, Cat and Nat. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us. I like that was a good short intro. I need to steal that from you. I like that. <laughs> we'll text it to you. We'll text <laughs> Thank you. it to you. <laughs> and you guys can't see it's a podcast, but we are talking to Cat and Nat. They're in their car. It's like watching Cat and Nat on YouTube, but they're talking back to us. It's like an episode come to life, an interactive episode. Well, our car, you know, it started off as just being a safe place where we could lock the doors. And even if the kids were playing, you know, like street hockey or in the street, they could not get inside. And that's how it started. And then it's just become our thing. It's comfortable seats, good lighting, good sound. I just upgraded to the light color seats and big difference. Big, big difference. <laughs> nice. Huge. Yeah. Is it always your car? That's your home studio usually? Yeah. She doesn't like to drive. So universally it's known that I'm the driver, but we actually have the same car. Believe it or not, we have <laughs> twinning cars. And no surprise, really. Twinsies. Both of the husbands are Marks. We have the same dogs. We have the same cars. That's so funny because both of our husbands are Davids. No. And we both have three kids. We're the same. We're twinsies. And other than that, not really the same at all. I was going to say, but you guys, we met doing this podcast. You guys go way, way back. Tell us about when you first met. We were actually, we met in high school in ninth grade, which is still like we could walk to our high school five minutes. We live five minutes from each other and our high school is right around the corner. We bonded in high school just because we didn't quite attend <laughs> school that much. And her mom had a house. We recommend that you do that. That's go not our recommendation. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> we were totally, our school had 2000 people in it and no teachers did not mind if you were there or if you weren't there. And if you, you're not good at like self-regulation in that way, I don't know if that's the right word, but, and you could leave Kat and I did. Her mom was living in New York at the time, but had a house right 
right beside the school. So we would just go there. And then, you know, over the... She was a single mom, like, working so hard. And I was the jerk, like, mm. at the, the, <laughs> the tiny little house she was scraping by to make ends meet and, you know, be near a good school and we're not going. And so. we didn't go. <laughs> and you were blowing right. it off. <laughs> and then it was, you know, throughout the years, it's not like we were best friends. We just, like, every time we would see each other, there was some sort of a special connection that yeah, kept magic. us in touch with each other. And then it was over Facebook that we found each other because we were the first of everyone we knew to have babies. Obviously, we had this perception of what it would be like to have babies. Everything would just be like in the magazines and on TV. It would be perfect. I saw she had a baby and I was like, oh my gosh, finally someone. Because I had waited nine months for someone to have a baby. My baby was six weeks old when we connected. Like six weeks. Like I was just. And she was like buried in like anxiety and (laughs) Oreos. And not knowing what the heck was going on. Saw that I and I was like Anxiety and Oreos is the name of a parenting book. Diarrhea and Oreos. She crying, not diarrhea. (laughs) I didn't have diarrhea. Maybe you had diarrhea. And so we hung out and basically it has been thirteen years and we have never left each other's sides. Seven kids and thirteen years. How old are your kids now? So I was like, I don't know. Eldest is 13 <laughs> and the youngest is six. Don't ask their birth dates. That's no. the worst. Or their names. <laughs> and do they hang out? Like, are you guys over each other's houses all the time? Oh, they are. You know, we have a TikTok and that's where a lot of the people are now. Mm-hmm. And they're so desperate for us to do who's who's our kids because <laughs> our kids go back and forth all weekend. And like after like our kids are fluid between our houses. They get a choice between doing what her husband's doing, my husband's doing, I'm doing, or Kat's doing, and any of the seven can choose to go with anyone. And my little one, my six-year-old, always chooses to go with her, even if it's to a hockey rink to watch. So on Saturday, she gets my baby. and Which is so good, because I, at the time, my husband is somewhere else, and everyone else is somewhere else, and I had to go to the hockey games alone, so now I have a friend. So they get cotton candy. It's so true, because... I watch you guys all the time and there's just, it's like a Brady bunch of these seven blonde children. And you're sort of like, I don't know who goes with who. It's amazing. You're like sister wives, practically. That's what I was thinking. Very sister wives. Yeah. And everyone's like, do a child reveal. And we're like, it doesn't work like that. They're all just (laughs) a one. They're one pack. Yeah. And honestly, like Kat and I realized that motherhood was better together. And then once we started going on the road and leaving, our husbands sort of, they found out that it's better when you're together. Dinners and play dates and everything, because then they don't have to be alone. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, because your tour is extensive. You guys are always on the road. Actually, you're going back on the road now after a sort of a a forced pandemic hiatus. After we said we were done with tour, give us a (laughs) pandemic and we're back on tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, tour is so needed when you have an online community because you get to see people in real life. And I think when you get to touch people and see people and actually feel emotion, you ladies know that online is so one way and you don't actually get to see people's faces smiling and laughing. And I think anything came out of the pandemic was that people, we need each other so badly and experiences are so important. And I think tour for us is Mm -hmm. that, and you know, people share their stories. And for some women, I mean, we've had women who have not been out and I'm not joking nine or 10 years and their first time is to one of our shows or they've never left their kids and we're the one reason they've done it. And I'm not talking babies. I'm talking older kids, you know, and the guilt. And I think just the permission to be around a bunch of women. Yes. The show's not even about us. You know, it's about the whole crowd and the community. And we're trying to give them a feeling and an experience. It's not to come 
watch us two fools. We're just giving you permission to have fun and laugh and feel normal. And people cry because we always highlight a, a some another woman in the audience, you know, and friendships have been made and really is a show that anchors in being a woman and men come and they're <laughs> so good at like, you know, they, they're like, it feels like I went to therapy. I think it's about humor and permission and you can still be you and a mom. And that's what it's all about. And do you feel that ratcheted up after the pandemic? Because we've certainly had that experience doing live shows. And I've had my husband come was like, I've never seen anything like this. Like women in communion, just all screaming and like going for it. And it, it's a happening, as they used to say in the 60s. We do have quite a rowdy audience before, <laughs> too, who we have a podcast full of stories that are not good for children <laughs> on the listening right now. Right. But I would say, I think any mom is eager to get out or woman is like, they're hungry. That makes and, sense. And if we can be the ones to host the evening and make the excuse to get out, we are so happy to do that and get rowdy with them. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like you guys have paid for a babysitter. You've gotten together. This is on your calendar. Perhaps a little rosé has been had, a little pregame. And you, you're just surfing the wave. You're on stage. You're almost just sort of serving like you guys just enjoy yourselves and, yeah. and let me know when you're ready. But you guys talk amongst yourselves. It's watching them enjoy themselves is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And there's something about women, I think, coming together. Another thing that we find is that unlike certain shows that you do, people come out in pairs, you know, it's a date night or whatever. Women come out in groups of 10, 12, 14, like, and it's, there's something wonderful about women in community with each other. Like they're all there to share this experience together. And guys, some people come alone. That's what I was going to say. Oh. Alone. Like every, every show, show, there's every, a handful that are alone. And then the women around them literally are just like, we got you. And I'm. it is to us, that's like the epitome of community is you feel safe enough yeah. to come alone to our show, a night out, get dressed up, go downtown. You know, to us, it's like, whole, thank you. We're just so honored and like humbled by the fact that I always say to her, why are they here? Like, like <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, but I'm so excited to be here. Like, but why? Or are like, are we supposed to do something? It, it always, I can't grasp it. But why are they there? They're there because there's something that you two have tapped into. And that thing is sort of realness as moms. Like there's something that you offer people that is dropping the facade a little bit. And the, the other thing is that what we have found when we tried to, you know, after a while really discover what is the reason that they are taking their nights and sharing it with us. And a lot of people have said it is this friendship that makes them feel safe in a world where so often women get a bad rap or, you know, this, like, they're all like mean to each other or, and they see like a pureness in this friendship that, you know, brings back hope, but also a friend that they used to have, a friend that they do have, a friend that they haven't seen in a long time or a friendship that they aspire to have. There's just something really nice to know that there are friends that are There's absolutely comfort. pure. You know, people ask us all the time, do you fight? Like, I'd never spend that much time with my best friend. And we can honestly say like this, we bring each other joy and support and not like no judgment all the time. It just, it feels good to be together and people can feel that. And friendship, if you actually think about it, because I had a moment where I saw two men and they were so intimate. I knew they weren't a couple. I was watching them. I was at a DMV. Like we had, I had a car accident and they were there. 
And I was watching them communicate and I had to know their story because the way they were communicating and together, it was too intimate to be a couple. Like there wasn't that complicated, like it was you too know, intimate. We and don't, yeah, we don't sleep in the same bed. We don't do finances together. We don't run a yeah. family together. I, those things complicate. I was things. just watching them and the way they were like taking care of each other. And I'm like, I got their story and they were two cops who had been partners for like a million years. And I said to them, are your spouses jealous of the two of you? Because I could tell their intimacy was so tight. And they're like, sometimes, yeah. And I think what I saw in them was a pureness that you can't get in a relationship with a partner. And it's something that there's no expectations we have from each other. And you always have expectations of partners. And when you're just there for someone and they're there for you, I think that's like the epitome of safe and good. And you know that person holds you in every form. You know, like they've got your secrets. Yeah. And yes. they're okay with it. They've got your good, your bad, and they just hold it. So she runs out of the DMV. She calls me and she's like, Nat. Yeah. I know why they come to our show. I figured it out. <laughs> because we I have what I, they have. I could have watched them. They're into the, it was so, it like, it was like a moment. It's incredible. You guys do have something special. We're talking to Kat and Nat and they have a new book out. We're going to take a break and hear about the book right after this. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. So we're back. We're talking to Kat and Nat. They have a new book out, Kat and Nat's Mom Secrets, Coffee-Fueled Confessions from the Mom Trenches. Are these your mom secrets or your listeners' mom secrets or both? Well, Amy, 
I will tell you that when we were doing our, one of our second tours, we decided that we really wanted some more like audience participation. And we don't like standing on stage and being all about us. We wanted to be about the whole crowd. So we were like, how can we get them involved? So we're like, we'll put a fishbowl out in the lobby and we'll ask people to put their anonymous confessions. If they want to put their name, then we're happy to like call them out and ask more details. And when we started reading these confessions, you could tell that these were secrets that people were holding like so close and privately that they've told nobody else before because they actually thought as mothers that they were the only ones who had done this. When we read it out loud and the roar of the audience and everyone being like, me too, me too, me too. You could just see that everyone felt better knowing that they weren't alone. So a lot of the secrets in the book are confessions from our audience, anonymous, but then Kat and I really explore how we can relate to these secrets. And we really do go and tell a lot of things we've never said before. Stories about how we grew up in our teenage years, in our 20s, as mothers. And I can honestly say there are things my mother and my husband and my friends have never heard before. Yeah. This structure is really cool because it starts with mom confession and they are, they're like, maybe not exactly you, but they're very relatable. I want to talk, I want to start a little bit since we were talking about marriage and that intimacy of friendship. I love the section in the book where you're talking about like dating your kids and like how that kind of One of the things you capture really well is like, there's an idea. This seems like a great idea. This is going to solve it, right? This is, I, there's somebody wrote it in a parenting book or someone has this great idea. And like, where does it go wrong? This idea of like, we're going to have one on one dates with our kids. I literally was the case. I know that we wrote about this in the book and I know that I've heard my, I have a sister in law who does it. And actually my father-in-law used to do, and your dad used to do it too, like one-on-one dates, like this idea. Last night I was laying in bed and I was thinking about things and I was thinking about how I haven't, I don't get a lot of individual time with my two older ones. So then I thought to myself, oh, maybe I could go, uh, my mind was running last yeah, night. Yeah, I got it. And I was like, I, maybe I could take my daughter out to dinner. I'm like, and then I was like, oh, it'd be so fun to do like a weekend with my daughter. I'm like, but then my son will want that too. And I'm like, and then there's the other two. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't start this. Once you open that door, my dad took my oldest brother on a golfing trip for his 40th birthday, I think. And then we're like, where are we going? And he's like, oh, my God, I've just committed. There's four of us. He's like, I've just committed to four full trips with these lunatics. You know, like I didn't really want I just want to play golf with my kid. But once you do it with one, you're in. Yeah. Even we're grown people and we're still like, okay, when is it my turn? Absolutely. And I have, you know, my, um, also that I think this book is really reflective of, you know, there's not a lot of books for parents who've had kids for a few years. You know, there's, it's like, there's a lot of books for younger kids. And I feel like this is a book reflective of us as moms in the next stage, you know, where we're a little bit tired. Mm -hmm. We don't have the same energy to be like, you know, doing, I just think of how much energy I put into my first one. And I'm like the third one, I'm like, there's the story of the apple orchard in the thing. And yes, we're going away this weekend. And the same thing I said, Oh, we're going away to here. Do you remember when we went? And she's like, I've never (laughs) been. And I'm like, Oh my God, we used to do so much with you with the other two but then you just get it's really worth like oh my you know and I feel like this book is such a good representation for moms who can when they're newer kids they can whatever they're called like babies or like you know under five you can read to see what's coming but as moms I feel like 
I don't know how old your kids are, but you're just like a little more seasoned. You're oh. a little more like the everything's dropped and you're just kind of like literally and you're just kind of like. <laughs> and I think when you have little ones, you have this idea in your head of like, I can make it turn out well and I can do it without making mistakes. And then our kids are between nine and 18 now. Okay. And so, yeah, we're just sort of like, oh, right. You can't do it without making mistakes. Your best laid plans go horribly wrong. And so. Yes. I think there's a lot of freedom in letting go of that idea, too, of like, okay, not every day is a magical trip to the apple orchard. A lot of days are just dinner. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's the book. You just summed up the book as normalizing all the mistakes we carry. Because right. I could have beat myself up that she's like, but I've never been to the apple orchard. And I'm like, what? what? Are you serious? Because the older ones don't want to go anymore. Mm-mm. And the younger, like, but this one's lost out on all the memories. So I like, I do feel like this book is so, yes. there is no book like it right now for that age. And, and, that I, age and I love that you said, because that really is the word, is that letting it go and knowing that it's going to be okay gives you the freedom from guilt and be able to relax and Actually, when you do experience that freedom as a mom, you can sometimes have a little bit just more fun with them because Mm -hmm. you're not so stressed about getting it right. So, Kat, if your mom's secret is, I didn't take my third kid to the apple orchard, like the rest of us can sit here and be like, okay, that's like on a scale of one to 10, that's 0.5 in terms of a mom's secret, right? But like the mom's secrets in this book aren't the bodies are buried in the garden. They're like, I didn't take my third kid. My my third kid didn't get a birthday party or something. Well, there's a few bad ones in there that we can't talk no, about. That is, this is well, you said this was PG, so we got to. We're keep gonna this. leave those secrets to the book readers. Some R-rated ones, but nobody's getting murdered. The things that you think only you do. No, that'll be the third book. I mean, there is some illegal activity in the book. <laughs> that'll be Cat and Nat solve crimes. That'll be the third book. Right, save those. But I just mean the things you keep to yourself, they become bigger when you're like, only I, I am the only mother who would ever forget my kid's birthday, for example. And you're definitely not, but it takes sharing it to find that out. Yeah, we have forgotten a kid, literally, like on an island, on a dock, on a, that's in there. Like, <laughs> so is you the know, same kid too. I think the secrets and the confessions are more about these things that make you feel like awful parents. And, you know, although the apple orchard isn't a terrible thing. Part of me did feel bad that I have given her nothing. Sorry, she felt so bad. She actually took her. Yeah, this year. you know, she I was felt too old for it, but that's okay. You do carry that you don't have. Yes, you didn't give them the same breadth of experience that you give your first. So I think as moms, even though maybe it's not the guilt isn't sitting here, it's sitting somewhere in mm-hmm. you that you're carrying all the things you're not doing. So the confessions and the secrets are more about you know announcing that the basic things that we carry every day aren't necessarily like these big secrets or that we all do it, but no one talks about it. So it really is this conversation of like, you know, her son's always talking about bad things. He's for the fourth, you know, bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Bad things. Like I can't, I don't want to say what he, but like, you know, things that are (laughs) like could be on crime podcasts, you know, like he's seven and we're concerned about crime podcasts with him, you know, but It's just part of motherhood. When you talk about things, you're like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I don't carry this with me my whole life and be like, I was a bad mom. But that doesn't happen until you share it, right? It takes sharing the experience and the things you're ashamed of to realize you're not alone. You have to do that first. Totally. That's actually exactly how Kat and I 
originally bonded. So when I said we met again over through Facebook, we started hanging out, but we had some catching up to do. And it we was, were very polite. We were very polite still. You know, we we're still kind of like <laughs> dating. Hi, friend. Ben. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can I get you something to drink? We were much, she used to put out snack platters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an early stage when you're still putting out the snack platters. But it was one particular conversation, but it became so many more of, I shared something with her that I thought really was unique to me as a mother. And I thought if I say it out loud, it might mean that I'm facing something really bad. And she just made me feel so at ease, told me that's totally normal. Like in that moment, I had such a weight lifted off me. When I shared, she let me know it was, no, it was normal. And that's really, the more we kept sharing, the closer we got. And now there's nothing we don't share with each other. We are talking to Kat and Nat, and we'll be back with even more mom confessions. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use fresh to get $100 off your lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me and use the code fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. One of the things that I think people hold on to a lot of guilt about, and I loved this line from the book, I have to read it. When you're talking about being a working mom, being away from your kids, and like, and the idea I think a lot of us have is that work is a separate place from home and children. And you say in the book, we cannot escape being mothers just by being away from our kids. Talk a little bit about that chapter because I it really just touched me like, that's right. Like we are always doing both jobs. I think it's changing. I like, I hope I can see it changing a little bit, but I don't know how much it will change 
how quickly, but I think that what happens with moms is, especially when you're a primary person who feeds them and takes care of them, right from the first nine months when you're carrying the child, you're responsible for the child. Mm-hmm. And dad can go out and or your partner can go out, drink, party, boys, like, if you think you about know, it, he's not all those doctor's appointments that you have to make for yeah. his baby too. Right. He never made those appointments. Right. And then it carries on to feeding and right down to, you know, we set a standard quite high, like right off the bat. And I think that what happens is when you're a first time mom, the control takes over in your brain and you begin to just, you know, take it all on. And then when someone does it differently, you're like, no. And you feel like you have to get the control back because you're so out of control as a woman. And like as small as the way that when once I asked him to pack the diaper bag, you know, how could he do it like mm-hmm. that? That's not how you pack a diaper mm-hmm. bag. And I think as we talk about maturing as moms with the fact that we can leave them is, you know, number one, a huge change, change for us. <laughs> and then number two, the way we see leaving. And yes, we are still moms on the road, grocery shopping, Instacart, like, you know, making sure the play dates, because we're the contact of play dates, we're the contact of, we're still managing from the road and they're still calling us and asking for things. Like we'll get phone calls, like when we're on a TV segment of being like, mom, mom, you know? And so the shift is still not a hundred percent, like it's not there yet, but leaving has given our kids, they say dad now, but when we're home, it's always, you know, and the mind blowing thing is, I don't know how many women relate to this. I could be in the kitchen and my husband could be right beside me yep. and they'll all say mama over and over and over again. But my husband will continue to just keep on doing what he's doing. I feel like because he doesn't even hear mom either. You know what I mean? So I've heard you say invisible earplugs. Like he's got the invisible earplugs in. I just don't think they hear it. So I do feel like we as women sometimes take on too much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like it's on us to push back and be like, actually, you can call your dad or you can call grandma. And I think what that chapter offers, even for people, you know, most moms are not going out on the road and doing TV stuff and doing shows. That work. Right. But they're at work. And you end that chapter by saying the show must go on. And it's like, that's what you're offering to everybody. Like, yes, it's okay to say for yourself, your show must go on. Like, just like you guys are doing an actual show, but you're putting in people's paths. Like, we've done it. We've had to go and do this. And guess what? The world doesn't fall apart just because we have to do our show. And if I think every woman can switch the focus to yeah. the more people who love your children, the better off you'll be. The more mm-hmm. people who you have around, the bigger your village. Like if grandma wants to help, if your mother-in-law wants to help, even if you don't necessarily love the way they do things, say yes. Because what a gift to get your children to understand that people do it differently, but that's okay. And that they can trust other people than just you because you're not going to be their one and only forever and always. And it's nice to know other people can love them and take care of them too, not just you. So we've been doing our podcast for five years and we're completely opposites. It seems to me that you guys are peas in a pod that you're two of a kind and Margaret and I are much more like Ernie and Bert, Laverne and Shirley, like complete opposites. But we've totally learned things along the way from each other that have changed how each of us parent. We've definitely kind of meet in the middle. How has doing all this work and all this time together, how has that changed how each of you 
mom. Who knows now? <laughs> but honestly, I would say, you know, who is like my, let's say, inspiration, mentor. But like, if I have a question about parenting, first person that I trust the most to ask a question about a situation in parenting is her. Wow. She is uh, definitely inspires and is an influence on my parenting because I see how great she does it. And I trust that she's going to come up with a good idea. Or if we both don't know, we'll come up with a good way to handle it together. Yeah, I think that's what most of parenting is. A lot of people don't have that, right? They Mm -hmm. have a spouse who maybe isn't a mom or a partner who's not a mom. And a a moms sometimes think of it differently and sometimes don't want an answer. They just want to hear that, okay, this is not terrible. This is okay. And I think that, again, this book is a reflection of kids in the next phase where, you know, you kind of, everything changes, everything changes again. And it is a different ball game. And I think that when you have a community to make you feel normal, that's what it's about. And I think that we're so ingrained in a mesh together that her daughter will come to me for she knows what my daughter will go to her for like, they actually come to both of us for different reasons. And I think that that's what's great about the more people in your life. Mm -hmm. I want to finish with the last chapter in your book, which is where you write letters to your younger selves and take us through some of the takeaways there. And then there's a quote I want to highlight. I mean, this chapter is kind of the essence of everything we try to do. And I think that basically the joy and the fun and the greatness of motherhood has often been stripped away. And I feel like that's the downfall of social media. It seems like so much of it's a burden. And I think that motherhood's not a burden. I think that we have to find the vulnerability and the fun and the gong show because motherhood is not perfect. It's a journey. And just when you think you have it, it changes again. So if you can let go and realize you enjoy this, like you're a good mom, I think we can find what motherhood's about. And that's really, you know, we come from single moms and my mom worked around the clock, like, we literally lived in a freaking cabin with no electricity and no toilet and would roll um, quarters to get to the community center for 50 cents. Like we had nothing growing up. And I remember I would never want a different mom. Like at the end of the day, no mm-hmm. one wants a different mom. They don't want a prettier mom, a fitter mom, a mom who can cook. I can't cook. She can cook. You don't want someone different. And I think if we can just let go of who we think we should be, let go of this expectation and start living who we are. God, what a blessing to our children and what a blessing to ourselves to just let go and have permission to be vulnerable and be like, I don't have it together. And not to have, you know, so many grand expectations. You know, when we went into motherhood and marriage and all this, we thought it was going to be a certain way. And if it wasn't that way, then it, it won't be a success. Now we know, like, there are so many bumps in the road. Your partner doesn't have to be your one and only. You don't have to look and be, have everything together all the time that you really just just need to, that so many things that we thought were important when we were younger, we realize now aren't important. But what is important is, you know, finding joy in this journey because it can be really funny and fun. I think going back to like what draws people out to is that thing of like, you make it look fun. Like you're having a good time. And I think that's what so many moms have lost. And the quote I wanted to highlight, you say, it's your kid's ride. You are in the back seat." <laughs> and I think that that idea of like, we can't run everything. We can't make everything perfect. We're along for the ride. So we might as well like let the wind be in our hair and pump some tunes and make it look fun is what you guys 
that's what you offer people. And it's amazing. Well, thank you. And I hope every mom listens and and remembers that, you know, they're not going to remember much. And I know that's really hard to handle, but they're not, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. And they're going to remember you smiling and laughing. That's what they'll remember is your face when they walked into a room or when you pick them up from school, what are you carrying? And that's, they'll take that feeling, you know, for with them for the rest of their lives. I'm going to take that with me. It doesn't have to look easy. It just has to be fun along the way. (laughs) There's so much fun to be had. It's not always fun, guys, but it is. We try to find it. (laughs) We try to find the fun wherever we are. We've been talking to Kat and Nat. Their new book is Kat and Nat's Mom's Secrets, Coffee-Fueled Confessions from the Mom Trenches. Kat and Nat, tell us about your tour and your videos and everywhere that we can find you. We are everywhere at C-A-T-A-N-D-N-A-T. We're creating content almost 24-7. <laughs> March 29th, our book comes out. It is obviously, it's a follow-up to our Mom Truths book. We had such a good time writing this, and we think they all enjoy it. We are back on tour, catinnattour.com, uh, the Mom Truths podcast. We are creating content on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. All the, the show time. is not kid-friendly. Do not bring yes. your children. It is not. <laughs> PG. It is rated R. Just for you, Mom. R. R. It's only for you, Mom. Not for the kids. That's another (laughs) highlight. Well, Kat and Nat, thanks so much for talking to us today. This was awesome. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.